Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living.
Wow, that was awesome. Give my hand again. <laughs> Step into the light. Oh, I love that song. You did raise the energy. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I am feeling really full right now. Um, so, like I said, welcome. Oh, I see Kai back there with her daughter. She's back. Yay. She had broken her leg, and now she's able to move again and everything. So, yay. I'm glad to see that. Oh, man. Okay, so I always start off with a cute little joke. And uh, today I heard, I, um, well, I want to start off with a little joke I heard about these two ladies who died at the same time. They were best friends, and they were in a car accident, died at the same time. And um, Peter met them, St. Peter met them at the pearly gates, and he said, you will have an awesome time here as long as you remember one rule. And they were like, what? And he's like, don't step on a duck. And they're like, okay, don't step on a duck. So they're walking around enjoying themselves in heaven, but the, the, one of the, the ladies accidentally stepped on a duck. It was a week later, right? And so all of a sudden, St. Peter comes up, and he has this very unattractive man with him. I mean, she, he was very, you know, lucky looking to her. And he said, for your punishment, you are going to be chained to this man now. And she, so he chained her up, and she was like, wow. And the other lady looked and was like, <laughs> I'm make sure I don't do that again. So she's being very super careful that she doesn't step on a duck or anything, right? So a month later, St. Peter comes up with this gorgeous looking man. I mean, he's handsome, decked out, physique, everything, muscles, ripped, six-pack, all of that. She's like, woo. And so he, he, no, he, shack, he shackles her to him. And she was like, to look at him, and she was like, wow, I don't know what I did to deserve this. And he said, I don't know, lady, but I stepped on a duck. <laughs> I thought it was so cute. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Now, I'm glad. I, well, my, I, I can tell you, I did not step on a duck because my husband is gorgeous to me. <laughs> He's a va-va-boom to me, so. So I'm glad I didn't step on a duck. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So this month, we have been talking about divine order because that's, um, order is one of the 12 powers that we are inherited with. And in unity, we study a power a month. And so, well, a power is represented to a month. Not every church will study it, but I try to at least um, to make my talks connected to whatever the power is for that month. So in September, the month is divine order. So if, you've been, if you were born in September or will be considered a Virgo, for those of you who are uh, zodiac sign, that's why everything has to be in order for you. That's why you, you feel, because you're under that vibration of having everything in order. And sometimes you might even freak out if one thing's not perfect, but that, that's part of the energy that you were born into in September. So anyway, divine order is the sequence and balance, and it's the, and, and it's the way in which things come into creation. And, it and divine order, the sequence of divine order, as we've discussed this week, this month already, is mind, idea, and expression. And when we're talking about God, it's usually either capital letters 
or is either divine mind, divine idea, and divine expression. We are connected to God and being made in God's image and likeness. We are also mind, idea, expression. Now, we've been talking about this, and we already talked about how we are linked to God's mind, and we talked about the power of mind a couple weeks ago. And then last week, we started discussing divine ideas, and we discussed the power of your words, that every word has a meaning, and the meaning of the word gives it life, and the life is a creative power that ends up manifesting in our life. And so this week... What I want to talk about, because last week was starting off how we were going into a discussion on how Jesus performed miracles. Jesus performed miracles by tapping into divine ideas. He knew the power of our words. He knew the power of our thinking. He knew the power of our feelings. And he knew the power of your actions are always connected to some words and the meaning behind those words. So we talked about that. And so this, this week... We, last week, we talked about the realization of words, the realization of divine ideas. And this week, we're going to move from realization into manifestation. How did Jesus do that? We're going to talk about how did Jesus do that? Because he said, these things that I do, you shall do, and greater things you should do, right? And he also said that if you pray things, let me read it from, uh, from Mark. This is from Mark, and it is uh, chapter 11, verse 24. And it says, I tell you, and I'm, I'm reading this from the New Living Translation. That works for me because I like how it explains things. So it says, I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. So, miracles, which really Charles Fillmore says is the working out of divine law, spiritual law, bringing divine ideas into manifestation, Miracles come about when you leak spiritual understanding, which we've done last week. We understood the power of words with faith. Faith. You can be up there praying, God, I affirm this and I affirm that and let go of the power of this and I'm denying this and I'm affirming this and this. But until you believe it, you have not linked into the power of the word. Faith is the power of the mind to perceive linked with the power of the mind to shape substance. You cannot shape substance from the power of words if you don't believe what you're saying. You ever have someone talking to you and, they, and you're not trying, to trying to encourage them and they say, yeah, 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 I believe you, I believe you, but you can tell they don't believe what you're saying. Yeah, anybody had that experience? And then they say they believe it, but then turn around and do the same exact thing that goes against what they've said they believe. Anybody experience that? Yes. Have you done it yourself too? Yes. I have too. I have too. And so I'm, I'm realizing that what Jesus did, even with the man who had been sitting for 30-something years waiting to be healed, is there a story in the Bible where there's this pool that they believed would be stirred by the angels. And every time it was stirred by the angels, whoever got in the water first would be healed. Now, this is guy who's been sitting in this area for 37 years, I think it is. And Jesus walks by and says, uh, why are you here? And he's like, well, no one will take me over there when the, the, the angels come to stir the water. And, and Jesus asked him, do you want to be healed? 
Because sometimes people say they want something in their life, but they don't do anything to move towards that. And a lot of times they don't do anything to move towards it because they don't believe they're worthy of it. And not only do they believe they're, that they're not worthy of it, they don't believe it'll work for them. Now, you can understand the power of what I told you last night, I mean last week, the power of the words. You can understand it on a deeper level, but until you act on it, until you believe it, that's how you act on it. That's the first way of acting on it is truly believing it to be so. I was, list, I was reading about this story of this uh, lady who was saying that her teenager didn't believe in God and didn't believe in prayer. And so she's sitting, she's playing this, you know, her spiritual songs and stuff, and she knew you can't force faith on somebody, right? You, you can't force somebody to believe something. That has to be something that they make the choice to, right? That's your divine will. So she's like, one day they were heading to church, and when she opened the door to, the, to go into the garage, she, and, uh, she saw her daughter and her husband looking up at the, uh, the roof of the garage. There was a little bird up there. There was a hummingbird up there, and it was lost, and it was fluttering around, and it was just lost. And so her, her husband's trying to get it down, and they're trying to do everything, and her daughter says, why don't we pray? This is a daughter who did not believe. The daughter says, why don't we pray? And so the mother goes ahead, she prays, right? And the bird starts fluttering around like it's going to leave out, but it didn't. It hit against the wall, and it was like slid on top of um, uh, something on the, on the top shelf in the, in the garage. And so the little girl walks over and lift, brings her hands out. And the bird slides down into her hands, and she turns around, and she walks the bird out, into, out of the garage, and the bird flies, flies away. She believed the power of her mother's prayer. But she chose on her own. We get to that point on our own where we get this realization of the word and we get this knowing that we know that we know and then we make the choice to step out on that faith that it is so. And, she, and the little girl stepped, there was a teenager. You know how, how uh, rebellious teenagers can be. This teenager stepped out on faith and said, Mom, will you pray? She didn't even feel that she was knew how to pray herself, but she believed her mother's prayer. So that even when the bird was stuck on the shelf, she knew to go over and put her hands out because she believed it. That's what activates the power of the word in your life, is when you believe. And even in the moment you don't believe your prayer is powerful enough, if you ask someone else to believe, I mean to pray for you, and you believe their prayer, that will activate it in your life. That's what happened with Jesus. And every miracle, seeming miracle, which was really an activation of the divine law, Jesus always said, according to your faith, you have been healed. According to your faith, you have been healed. When you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are connected and that your words have power, when you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are a divine child of God, and because you are a divine child of God, your mind is linked to every aspect of God, and that everything you know to be true about God is true about you. When you believe it, it's a difference of understanding it and believing it. When you believe what you understand, you've gone into wisdom. That's what wisdom is. That's the fifth unity principle. I live the truth that I know. And we're going to move into that piece of it next week when we talk about expression, the last part of divine order. But today, I want you to really, really, really bring yourself into the consciousness of, do I really believe what I say is so in my life? 
And this, this, see, see, faith is neutral. Faith is neutral. If you believe you're not worthy of something, you will co-create that in your life. So before you go to pray, look at your mind and see where your mind is linked to. Is your mind linked to limitation, separation, doubt, worry? You will manifest that because that's where your faith is. Where does your faith lie? Because that's how you move from realization into manifestation. But it happens either way. It happens where you are manifesting divine liberation. What happens if you're manifesting divine limitation? It's up to you. When Jesus said, when God says that, that uh, when it said that, there, that um, God is no respecter of persons, God is the divine law that is in you. God is neutral. That spiritual essence that you are is neutral. Where are you using it? What are you manifesting in your life? What do you realize to be so? You can realize, you can have a, a fake realization. I don't want to say fake. An air-based realization that we're not worthy. It won't work for me. I don't know. I can't do that. Like, have you ever had someone who you're trying to teach them how to ride a bike? And they're a little nervous. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. But once they get going and you let them go and they're flowing, they've moved from realizing the realization of that doubt into the realization of faith. And that faith, I mean, faith that they can do it. So their faith that they can't do it has moved to their faith that they can do it. And that's what they've realized. In the moments that they're having faith, they cannot do it. They keep falling because they can't catch that balance yet. Realization to manifestation happens either way. Where is your faith? And if you're using words that are linked to limitation to you, you will manifest limitation in your life. And because we are infinite beings with infinite, um, infinite potential, we will, we will realize it in a way that creates infinite limitation. You get that? I was listening, I was also hearing this one uh, story, uh, reading a story about faith, and um, this one uh, guy was leading these uh, group of people in, in this mountain. They had gone up to the mountains to um, just have a weekend of vacation, right? I mean, a week of vacation, right? And so they were out hiking. And one of the guys was like, we need to get back before it gets dark because we don't know our way back, right? And so the leader was like, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. And they were starting to get worried because it was starting to get a little dark. And you, I, I, I don't know about you, but you went, when you're out, <laughs> I remember when I went on a retreat with the YOUers, and we were out, Bonnie and I were out. And I, it was dark out there. I was like, where are we going? <laughs> no lights. But we could follow the trail. We knew the trail was leading us. And then I could hear the kid, them singing. I'm like, this is the way. They didn't have anybody singing to guide them the way. And so they did get lost. The leader stopped. And he got quiet, and he prayed. God, lead the, the mountain ranger to our, to our location and help him, help him guide us home, you know? And so the other guys were like, you a fool, you got us out here. <laughs> and they're freaking out. Five minutes later, headlights drive up, the ranger's there. Power in your words. He didn't let them block him. There are sometimes when you have faith in something and these doubters and naysayers come up and you can allow someone to shift your very vibration by believing what they say. They didn't create you. How do they know? But we listen to them, right? 
You ever had a moment you were excited and gung-ho about something and you believed in and you're ready to go and all these people come at you? And then you say, maybe, maybe I shouldn't do that. And then you don't do it. I was going to go to Michigan State when I graduated from Cass. I was going to go up there with my girlfriends and everything. And my mom was overprotective and she was scared of everything. And she was like, you're going to get up there and you're going to have a panic attack and you're going to pass out and nobody's going to be there. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And I didn't go. I let it scare me. And then other things she would say that I would try to do, she would say something else and it would creep into my mind and doubt would creep in and that's where my faith would lie and I wouldn't do it. And I let a lot of my life get shackled by listening to someone else. Even our parents who seem to have our best interests at heart, from their fear can block us if we believe what they're saying versus what God is guiding us to do. Our spouses, our children, the one who matters the most is you. That's why Jesus said, love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, because Jesus knew you are one with God. And when you love you, when you love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, you are loving you. When you believe to your very soul what God's telling you to do, it is for you. But we let people creep that doubt in there. I challenge us today, whatever it is that you are believing for your life, whatever it is that you want to occur, Number one, release those doubts. You already know the power of the word. That's the understanding. You've already moved into a divine understanding of the power of your word. Link that with faith. Truly believe it to be so. And every time you meditate, ask God. And when you feel it beyond all understanding, beyond all peace, and you're one with it, you know that is it. Follow that. That is how Jesus created miracles. When Jesus even called Lazarus out, because they were like, his disciples were like, Lazarus is dead now. He's kind of stinky. He's been in there for four years, four months. I mean, uh, four days. And Jesus said, he is not dead. Jesus said, Jesus, uh, Lazarus, what's going on with Lazarus is for God to be manifested, God to be glorified. Anytime you manifest a miracle, quote unquote, in your life, it is literally God being expressed in your life. You are tapping into through faith, through belief, through understanding God, and that's what's manifested in your life. And so Jesus would tap into the very essence of his words, and he said, I'm praying this out loud for them to believe me, God, that you do all things. And then he says, Lazarus, come forth. And he called to the spirit, the nature your name has a nature. He said, Lazarus, come forth. And the nature of Lazarus was activated and awakened, and his body and every cell of his body was awakened, and he came forth. Jesus did that with himself, too, upon the cross. When he said, into thine hands I commend my spirit, I commend my spirit to you. I commend. When he did that, he released the spiritual essence of himself and gave it to God. But he believed he would be resurrected, and he was. He was. What are you believing? And are you believing it in a consciousness of Jesus? He said, if you pray anything in my name, what he means is if you pray anything in the nature of the way I did it, through the Christ within me, you will manifest it as well. 
When you speak with the words that you hear from God and in the vibration of your one with these words that you hear with God, the things and the works that you do went through your very word. He said, it is not, it's my, not my words, but he who sent me who does these things. He said, not my words, but he who sent me that does these things. Every time your words go out there, he who sent you does those things, co-creates those things. When you believe it to be so, you have it manifested beyond all understanding and beyond anything that you could ever want in your life. Anything. You don't know, but God knows. And when you believe it to be so, that God knows it, not you. You know what you're feeling, you desire, but you don't know. God knows. I told Kai a couple weeks ago, you will be walking soon. I believe it to be so for you. Didn't I say that, Kai? That boot will be off. She said, I want the boot to be off. I said, well, we're affirming it will be off. Is the boot off, Kai? Are you walking with a brace now? She's walking with a brace now. In a couple weeks, you will be coming into church. We will be seeing you. Is she in church today? Yes. Because she believed my words and I believe my words. That is a miracle. You will be healing faster than, didn't I say that too? You will feel faster than you think. And she's here. Now, can I tell them about your little nervousness? Is that okay? Okay. She was a little nervous when she got it off <laughs> and started driving because she was at home for so long. Getting back out there was like, oh, my God, I might do this again. I might hurt myself again. But she had to overcome that. Her faith in that moment was connected to fear. And she had to believe the healing power, even in her own mind, to release any fears that this will happen again. And even going up the stairs, she went up, you know, she had to uh, kind of scoot up the stairs. Even that made her nervous because that's where she broke her foot, her leg. But you have to believe it. That Remember a couple weeks ago, we talked about mind over matter. We said if you change your mind, you will change your life, right? But when you change your mind, you change your mind to whatever you're believing to be so, and you speak it over yourself, and then you, when you believe it to be so, it will be so in your life. It will be so. Whatever you believe to be so, whatever you believe to be so, whatever you believe to be so in your life will be so, whether it's something you want or something you don't. I believe in God's highest good for me together. I believe in God's highest good for me. And we have a walking, a walking example of that. She walked in here. She may not have gone up the stairs because she's not ready for the stairs yet. <laughs> she's not ready for the stairs yet. But sister girl, we're her little girls, walked in here with her. That's amazing. That's amazing. I am ready to walk in complete faith together. I am ready to walk in complete faith. Have one more story and then I'll let it go. I was reading this uh, story about this uh, guy, young man, who was, um, he was telling the story about when he was a baby and he was born. There was a hole in his heart and he had to do surgery. And they actually didn't think he'd live past 21, right? So his parents were really nervous. And they got opinions about it and stuff, and it's, yep, he does have a hole in his heart, and he does need surgery, and he may not live past 21. So his parents said, okay, before we even do the surgery, let's go take 
our child to pray, you know, in church. Took them to church, have them prayed over. And the minister was believing it to be so. And they, the parents believed it to be so that that hole was even healed and he would not need surgery. So they took the, they took the baby home. And when they went and took him into the surgery, the surgeon the next week, the surgeon was like, oh, my God, there, there's, there's no hole in his heart. It's, it's healed. He didn't even need surgery. Right? That was a working out of divine law because they connected to divine mind and they believed in the power of word and they had the ministers and, and they prayed. They had people who were prayer warriors come over and pray for their baby. When you pray for somebody, you touch somebody. Your power goes into them and ignites what you're saying to be so in them. So watch what you say over people when you touch them too. Because what you're saying connects to them and activates it in them. Always make sure your words are for the highest good for you and whoever you pray for, and especially when you touch them. They had touched the baby, baby was healed. And I've done that before too. Uh, my, um, my brother called me because his wife's best friend, when she was pregnant, they said that the, uh, one of the babies, she was pregnant with twins, they said that one of the babies had an issue with his heart also, and they had to do, uh, they, they would have to probably do intravenous uh, surgery. And so while they were waiting and getting a second opinion, my brother called me and asked me to pray because I have laid hands and prayed with people before. Now, I wasn't able to lay hands because she was somewhere else, but I prayed for her with him. And then when they went into the doctor in the doctor's office and they did the ultrasound, the baby's heart was fine. But because of the, the, the lack of oxygen, the baby would still be a little bit, they said, probably autistic. And he is a little autistic. I've worked with him. I'm a substitute teacher. And it was amazing. The school that I ended up subbing for one time on a regular basis, uh, Justin was in that class. I think his name is Justin. He was in that class. And it was awesome to see him walking around and all excited, energetic, but his heart was whole. It was healed. That baby was healed. And when I read the article, the young man said he was 22 years old. He was told he wouldn't live past 21. When you believe in the power of the word, it will manifest for you. That's how you create miracles in your life. And it's not a miracle. It's a working of divine law. I am ready to work divine law. Together, I am ready to work divine law. I see my highest good. Together, I see my highest good. And I believe it. And I receive it. And it is so. And I let it be. Amen? Amen. 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 I'm done. Thank you, God. Woo wee. I I um I have a, a while you guys are coming up here. I have a testimony too. I I had had a lump in my breast that we've been uh, monitoring for several months now, and uh, it's been you know especially sensitive because breast cancer runs in my family. You guys know my sister passed of breast cancer. Well, they did a, a mammogram and the doctor called me and said it is perfectly normal. 